and we are recording. Welcome back to Relentless 617. I'm your host, Brad Watts, here with my co-host, Julie Hernandez. Hi, Julie. How are you doing this morning? What's up? We are also here, visited by my little brother, Aaron Yu. How's it going, brother? What's up? What's up? How's it going? And special guest, Crystal. Gutierrez. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, Brad. It's hard for some folks, you know? Yeah, I knew how to pronounce that, but, um, you know... What do you do besides so besides cats the musical? <laughs> so I'm a physical therapist assistant. I work with folks. Um, I come into different walks of life and experience quite a few things in that field. But aside from that field, I like to volunteer. Um, I like to work with individuals that have hardships. Um, yeah. So basically, you help pe- old people like Aaron with his back pains. Mm-hmm. And his injured people, yes. people recovering from injuries or surgeries, right? It be, or it could be post-op, pre-op, sports-related. It could be preventative measures. So whether someone's like, let's say, an athlete who wants to make sure they don't get hurt during a sport, um, doing those exercises, making sure they stay on top of their their health. Yeah. What made you want to go into that field? I got injured in the army. I went through hip surgery at about twenty. And while I was going through rehab, I met shitty-ass therapists, then I met really good therapists. And in that process, for someone, you guys know, us being veterans, uh, we're very active. So the moment that we're not active, it gets pretty fucking depressing. Absolutely. So I was at my lowest low at that time, and I started asking a ton of questions to the assistant, to the therapist, and they kicked my ass in there. But with that being said, the amount of motivation they gave me kind of meant some, meant a lot to me because I knew that I was going to get back to where I was. So then and there, I told that guy and I said, hey, I'm going to be an assistant. Watch me two years. Now I'm friends with them on Facebook. So, <laughs> Heck yeah, you made it. Nice. Excellent. So and tell us, how did you get injured? How did you... Uh, typical ruck mark stuff, you know, wear and tear, mm-hmm. um, had a labral tear. That doesn't sound like super awful, but at the time I had no idea what it meant. So I'm like, oh shit, I can't do anything. You know, I play softball, yeah. I, play, I play sports, you know, um, we're all, you know, martial artists at some degree and mm-hmm. not being able to throw a leg kick would probably fucking suck, you know? But this, this goes back to sports as a whole, fitness as a whole. It's a good outlet for people. Absolutely. And it's, a, it's something that it, it's an obstacle. It's a challenge. And being able to succumb to those challenges or actually, no, surpass those challenges even after an injury is a big fucking deal. Mm. So, yeah. Agreed. So when you're going through uh, this recovery process, you're in the army, you're in the middle of training. And, um, you know, I'm sure part of you wanted to give up, you know, because it's it's hard. It's hard. And, uh, you know, you feel like weak and, you know, you feel like, you know, you can't keep up with your peers anymore. And, um, you know, people like, oh, is, you know, is she really injured? Things like that. All those things go through your head, you know, when you're in the middle of training. So what, like, got you through that? Tell me about, you know, your thought process and, um, you know, why you didn't quit. Oh, that's a tough one. Um, so I ended up switching out of a unit um, to the, what is it, Warrior Transition Unit, where is all the injured people go there before they get discharged. Um, so that was kind of a 
chick in the vagina because like hey we don't need you anymore um so honestly at that point the army did fail me because Mm -hmm. it wasn't enough time for me to actually rehab and it's a fairly quick process but tricare also forgot about me so i didn't start rehab till maybe two months after my surgery wow yeah i was on conley the entire time i was on crutches when i wasn't supposed to be on crutches my oh, leg, no. the atrophy in my leg was fucking horrendous. And I decided to drive myself to my first appointment. Couldn't even step on the brake. I had to use two legs. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, but it, it's a mental thing. I don't know. And that's when it came to the therapist, they're on top of it. They're like, you know, you can do this. You got this. My little leg was like fucking shaking. And it's that motivation. That's what helped me. Um, not too much people from the outside. It was mainly those therapists that, that picked me up. Sounds like it was a combination of, you know, you really pushing yourself mentally, but then having that encouragement from uh, those around you. And I think probably yeah. all of us have been, all of us have definitely been injured in one way or another. And mm-hmm. I can attest to the same thing that it's really, you know, the support group around you that, that really helps you stay motivated and, and encourages you. But then, yeah, at the end of the day, you have to choose to, have that motivation as well you have to choose to not quit because it's really easy to give up especially when it feels like everything you know it when you're when you feel like you're faced with an impossible task it's easy to say well I guess I'll just stop or I guess I just won't move forward but then as soon as we as soon as we give up then you know then then what you know then you're never moving forward then you're just stuck in that uh, in that terrible place there's always some sort of team involved some people might think oh I can do this alone I can do this alone there's always someone there in the background that's helping you. You may not think about it, but there's someone there. That's how I think about it. And you could probably ask any one of my co- coworkers. It could only be, I mean, it could be worse. You know, where I'm at, this isn't bad. I have two legs, two arms. I'm walking around on two feet. Um, with that being said, uh, I actually volunteered for an organization called AMSURF, and they help with people who are amputees, any sort of dif- disabilities, whether it's spinal cord injuries. We get a group of these phenomenal hard workers who are afraid. Some of them are afraid to get back into the water. But with having that support system there and having people egg you on, telling that you can do stuff, getting them in the water and watching them smile when they're so fearful of something is fucking great and they're also like helping each other out because you know you get these fresh amputees who don't think they can do anything and then you have someone who's been an amputee for like 10 plus years saying yeah dude i fucking hiked mount washington you got this you know um yeah so it's it could only it could always be worse some people might, when they see a patient, they're very scripted. They're very, this is what we're going to do because this is the injury you have. Um, don't really have conversations with them. I like to build some sort of relationship. Having that mental connection, regardless of age, whether it's an athlete, whether it's someone who's 80 years old, making them laugh, that helps recovery. Making them realize that they're bigger than this injury, no matter if they're only going to be able to get a certain amount of range of motion in. But being able to work around what's going on, you know, Um, 
Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I I definitely agree with that, and that's that's one thing the uh, you know especially with coaching, you know, you have yeah, to develop exactly develop that relationship with your client, but also show them that you care, that it's more than just a job to you. And really, you know, if they're not succeeding or if they're having difficulty, really really observing them and figuring out what it is that they're doing that may be prohibiting them or inhibiting them rather from performing something, doing something correctly. Um, but just paying attention again to each individual. Cause yeah, you can't use a script cause everybody is different. So there's definitely no one size fits all when it comes to fitness and when it comes to recovery, right. cause everybody has a different type of injury. Um, yeah. so they're really getting to the bottom of why each individual is struggling. Um, definitely helps and that sets you apart too you also got to make them realize too it's a lifestyle some people think they go into therapy and all right cool you get discharged by the the leading pt and then that's one and done you're going to feel better for the rest of your life no just like in your case it's a lifestyle you have to continue doing these activities to make sure you don't go back to where you were continue to build strengths yep so yeah it's i think obviously having the knowledge i mean you went to school, I went to school, everybody went to school or have some sort of certification for our field. For exactly. Um, but people are more than their issues or more than their diagnosis. They're humans. That, that was a big thing that when I was an outpatient therapist, um, it was always addressed that because people would say, oh, my three o'clock is here or my three o'clock depression is here or my three o'clock anxiety, depression or my bipolar is here today. And it used to be like a common trend in therapy of like, oh, you know, my bipolar is here at four, you know, or even even the front desk sometimes would be like, oh, yeah, your, your poly sub was here, you know, and it became a way of like dehumanizing. And, and some of that is just because of like, you know, being a therapist, I, I deal with trauma patients and. A lot of it is it's this thing called secondary trauma where your patients have gone through so much traumatic experience, like some of your clients that you've gone through. Well, even as an MT, I had to deal with you mm. know, people who have been raped and things like that. Yeah. And you have to learn how to speak to them in yeah. the correct way. Yeah. So. And it's easier just to like look at them as a piece of paper or a case or a script, like you said. Right. And because that, that takes away the human side and the emotions and you don't have to empathize and, and build rapport and you don't have to be human. You just check off a box. On to the next one. And that's how some people see it. Yeah. It's, they get money. They get paid for just doing this specific thing. But it's more than that. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's where burnout comes from in, in terms of, you know, having worked in the social, you know, I was going to say the social justice field. But in, in social work, I hate calling myself a, I don't call myself a social worker because I'm a, I'm a licensed mental health therapist. Um, but, you know, most of, I work in the best team, Boston Emergency Services team. And there are a lot of social workers there. But having worked in social services for so long, you know, um, a lot of people get burnt out really easily. And, you know, I feel like that's because they, they don't see the hope. When I worked at High Point, for instance, I worked in a drug rehabilitation program, actually a dual diagnosis unit, and I would, the only clients that I would see were the ones that relapsed. Until after about nine months, I got a call from a guy saying, hey, I, you know, you probably don't remember me. Well, actually, he thought I remembered him. I felt bad that I didn't. But he's like, you said this to me. Remember you said this to me after group one day? And I'm like... I'm making faces. Hopefully, luckily, he's on the yeah. phone, and nobody that's listening to this can see the faces I'm making right now because I'm like, I have no idea who the hell this guy is. But he's like, you changed my life. Like I've been nine months sober, and you know, I just wanted to call you and let you know that I'm alive. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that's crazy because I've that's seen a awesome. hundred people relapse in the time that I got one person clean. 
Well, that, that well, one person is still at, worth at it, though, other, you know? Yeah. The other side of the spectrum, too. You gotta find your balance and you gotta maintain your own and you gotta worry about your own self care. So, like, exactly. Crystal. Exactly, hobbies. What do you do for self care? Um, we're talking about hobbies or me working out. Like, what are we doing? What does what does Crystal do a, to care for Crystal? A day in the life take of Crystal. Care, take yes. care. What do you do to take care of yourself and make yourself feel good and yeah. feel, uh, like, happy so, and fulfilled in your life? My life or my job is very time consuming. Um, you'll get a lot of therapists who go to work, go back home, do notes at home mm. just to wake up, continue those notes the next morning, then treat more patients. And it's just this whole cycle. Um, That's not healthy. It's not. It's no. not. It, it sucks to see, too, because I can see it in the clinic. And it, for me, I don't want to live that way. And being a PTA, it, my goal was always to have that as a part-time gig because I've always wanted to be a martial artist. That, that was always my goal to fight. But at this point, I'm full-time right now, so I'm trying to make my way around that. But my hobbies throughout... My life has been softball. I'll take a break three months from fighting to play softball because that's my bread and butter. That makes me fucking happy. And being a part of a team is awesome. You know, you're seeing other people succeed. You're seeing your team lose, but it's like you're doing that together. Yeah. Um, Teamwork makes the dream work. Exactly. And, and what's the name of your team? Uh, Club Cafe Fears. Rare. <laughs> so you can catch us in Boston, getting jiggy witted in the club. No. How do you find, and how do you find you on Instagram? Uh, C Goody. Is no, there an underscore? There is. There you is? don't even okay. know your own Instagram. No, channel. I don't fucking. No, the Club it. Cafe thing has underscores in it though. I was gonna say, how do you find your Club Cafe on? Instagram? Oh, I mean, I think, I think it's Club it. underscore Cafe underscore Fierce. I mean, you might want to double check that. But. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually waiting. Like how how do you type rare? Well, if you go to if you if you follow our Instagram, Relentless Fitness Six One Seven, you can find pictures of Miss Crystal doing her uh, awesome softball slide. Mm. Uh, because I happen to be the photographer for that team, and I happen to have a he makes bunch it look of, very very sexy with her fucking hardcore faces. Mm. They have they have, <laughs> oh, they have yeah. beautiful they have beautiful uniforms. Um, yeah, they look pretty great. Yeah, uh, somebody somebody designed those very well.